Hello and welcome to Delusions of Grandeur. This is Lady Naomi. And I'm Chrissy Marie. Hey, Chrissy Marie. I hear we've got a big number on today. We do. It's a very special birthday episode for a, today. Well, in more ways than one. <laughs> uh, this is episode 30. Dirty 30. Oh, dirty. I hadn't <laughs> thought of it that way. Okay. Um, well, congratulations. Mm. Let's um, let's congratulate ourselves. Yeah, high five. For putting up with each other for this long. <laughs> and thanks to all of our peoples out there who... Come back and listen. And for the life of me, I shake my head and I don't understand why, but I'm grateful to you. I am too, especially our international listeners. We have a little bit of an international following, actually. We've got some listeners in the United States, in the United Kingdom, in France, in Belgium, New Zealand. I can understand New Zealand. New Zealand. Love, love our Kiwi friends. But yeah, so it's very exciting that we are touching the lives of people across the globe. Oh, we're touching. <laughs> you, you more than me. It's, it's, it's touching all right. <laughs> um, well, I think that's lovely. So episode 30, what are we talking about today? So we're talking about like a birth order and and even expanding this is like on that. like Octomum having eight at a time? Oh, no, not really. <laughs> like buying in bulk for babies mm. around like more so if you're the first born or the first child what does that kind of mean for you in your life and how does that shape you the middle child the baby or only children how does that kind of shape who well, okay. who they are and, and the way they experience well the world? i've not given it much thought so okay. uh you've had a number of children <laughs> is there a definite order what, what can you tell me about your own um, experience? Well, it's funny because my experience starts with me being like the baby in my family. The baby. Uh, the baby. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of got the sense that my brother was always, he was very, I know he had life sorted out and I was just this train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> And almost like just I remember going through school and all of our teachers were like, why can't you be more like your brother? Uh-huh. That's a really bad thing for a teacher to say. <laughs> it is. It is. They didn't mind though. It was a Catholic system and, and yeah, it was, it's, mm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to leave it there. But uh, so yeah, that, that kind of has always been a little bit of thought process there going is like what would my life be like if I was an only child or what would my life be if I was the eldest child? I think I'm neurotic enough without the, okay. the weight of that, that okay. expectation on me. So, um, yeah, I just find it really curious. And, and even with my husband, because he's an only child, I see that his world experience is very different to somebody that, that maybe has siblings. Yes, yes, I, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because he's, his experience of... Uh, growing up would have been vastly different to yours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I did do a, a little bit of research on this one because it's it's something I just find really interesting. And so the, <laughs> the research I was looking at was around only children and um, it's saying that like characteristics that might be common to them is that they're mature for their age, perfectionist, conscientious, diligent, and they're leaders. And there's not heaps there that applies to, to my Pete. Um, I wouldn't say he's conscientious, but definitely a leader. And even though he, he maybe doesn't like having that title, um, he, he does lead well, um, sometimes for good, sometimes for evil. Um, but the, oh, okay. <laughs> the, um, the, the sort of definition that they put here or the, the term they used was a super firstborn 
for an only child. And so it kind of encapsulates all of the, the characteristics of a firstborn but then there's never another child to kind of come and dethrone them. Oh, um, okay. Yep, so, yep, yep. <laughs> which I thought was just a really interesting coin of phrase in, in terms of the whole situation. So, so so what are the attributes of a firstborn? So the, the attributes of a firstborn are things like they're reliable, they're conscientious, they're structured, they're cautious, controlling, and they're achievers. Um, and it says that the undivided attention may have a bit to do with firstborn um, babies tending to be overachievers in the rest of their life because they've had that that real one-on-one time with their parent before the next siblings come along. Uh-huh. Often academically, they do a little bit better than their, their other siblings. So mm-hmm. I find that quite interesting. Um, and then they, you know, they're, they're typically a, a type A personality who actually have an intense fear of failure. And that's what I, I chuckle about because I see so many of those attributes in myself, but um, I'm not the firstborn. Are you sure Jeremy wasn't adopted? <laughs> really fun fact. Um, when I was in year seven, because he was so embarrassed about me when I was in high school, uh-huh. I told a girl in his year that he was adopted. And uh-huh. anyone who knows my family, like my brother and I bear a very strong resemblance to our father. <laughs> uh, absolutely. <laughs> So, you know, there could have been, like, we could say that my mum, you know, was not really my real mum and people would be like, oh, okay, yeah, I can see that. Like, but um, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's no way that you could deny that my brother and I are actually siblings. But yeah, that was my little bit of rebelliousness um, in you terms of... a little of, bit of a rebel back well, then. I, yeah, I get rally cages. If you got told perpetually that, you know, why can't you be more like your brother? Um, yeah, mm. you'd, you'd be a bit angsty okay. too. Okay. <laughs> Which does lead us on to the middle child. Well, they say the middle child um, is is normally the forgotten ones, that they feel lost in the shuffle, that they are, are overlooked. They, they say that they're typically people pleasers. They are somewhat rebellious and they, um, they have a large social circle and they thrive on friendships and they actually form stronger bonds with other families or their friends then they do their own family. Well, I think it was best summed up by Jan Brady when she said, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> I, I think it's tragic. Like I, I was reading about this going, oh my God, that's so sad. But then I, I kind of look at my family dynamic and go, well, my youngest child is, they became the middle child. Um, when, when we had our blended family. And so there's some of those characteristics that I look at in the middle child and go, that's actually true. But I don't know whether or not that's just because they're that type of personality um, or whether or not it's it's middle child syndrome. Or is it just that there are exceptions to every rule? Oh, I think there is, you know, because yeah. the work of the this guy, Alfred Adler, um, who was an Austrian psychiatrist. So he did heaps of research in terms of birth order. But over well, time, I bet he didn't interview Octo Mum. <laughs> sure like she's got a firstborn <laughs> and a lastborn, oh, and then a whole heap of in the middle. She's got a clown car. That's what she's got. Yeah. Um, but the, I think there's a lot of research around birth order, and I think it's like any kind of research where some of it's going to be on the money. When you're like, yes, cool, we've got that. And other stuff, people are just going to go, that is bullshit. Yeah. So it's what you hang your hat on what you think is relevant at the time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and as it applies, it's a bit like astrology, I guess, where it's like, I'm 
going to have a good day today. Yes, you are. <laughs> mm, yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> I'll round it out. So the, the youngest child personality traits. So these are that they're fun-loving, they're uncomplicated, manipulative, outgoing, attention-seeking and self-centered. And so the youngest makes a play for the spotlight with their adventureness. Um, but <laughs> many of their achievements seem unoriginal. Because the other siblings have always done it all They're before. All, someone's already done it before. <laughs> okay, well, well, that makes a bit of sense. Yeah, but also they're least likely to be disciplined, which I, I think is really interesting because if you've got, you know, multiple children, you do get to a point where you're like, whatevs. <laughs> like, yeah. I get yeah. it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the third one, it's like, can someone change the baby's <laughs> nappy? That's right. They're just dragging themselves off. As opposed to first-time mum who is... <gasps> Don't touch the baby. I will do that. That's it. And I I think that, if anything, has a bit more to do with it is how neurotic parents are when they first have a a baby Mm -hmm. because it's very scary and very foreign. How neurotic were you? Oh, pretty. Yep. Yeah? Yep, putting it up there. (laughs) Well, because my... My pregnancy was was unexpected. I was a quite a young mum, but as is my personality type, I was like, you know what? If I'm going to be a mum, best damn mum. So it's like there wasn't this. I'll be an okay mum. It's like I'm going to be the best mum ever. So yeah, I really threw myself into the role of mum. Uh huh. Um, But yeah, and it was you know there was a a challenging mother-in-law relationship there that just kind of added a little bit of. fire to the mix but you know sleep sleep deprivation hormones all the good fun stuff and a little bit of confrontation so oh, yeah. Wow. yeah you've got the lot <laughs> that's right bingo it's <laughs> the family version of hamburg with the works isn't it <laughs> yes. yes but i think that's that's the thing even it's not just when they're babies it's as you continue through life as a parent you're always kind of i think the second child has the benefit of hindsight Whereas because you're learning everything and doing everything for the first time with the firstborn, um, by the time you get to the second one, you're like, oh, yeah, no, we did that and that didn't work out. So let's try a different approach. And I think maybe if you have more kids, then you just try multiple different approaches. <laughs> so in so, the end, you get a really good result. <laughs> so this is actually a study of nurture as opposed to nature because – if you were the first child and given up for adoption and were adopted into a family as the last child, yeah. it would be a totally different scenario. I, I believe that's true. So it's the whole true. nature versus nurture thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even down to like, so my, they're now adult children, my big children, when they were doing the HSC. So all I had as a frame of reference when my firstborn was doing their HSC was my brother when he was doing his HSC because I didn't do my HSC. So I was kind of like going, okay, cool. We get all the information and we make decisions based on what we know. And then when it came time for the second kid to be doing theirs, it was like, nah, chill out, mate. (laughs) Relax. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. And I mean, they they are very different types of people. They're very different people. Yeah, totally different people. And and there was – for the second child, it wasn't a consideration really to be looking at university. So the approach was very different mm. to the HSC and what that looked mm. like. Not to mention being impacted back back to back years by a global pandemic. So yeah, COVID, 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 COVID. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's really affected a lot of people. Mm. 
Uh, and created a lot of people when, when you're <laughs> locked down with nothing else to do. <laughs> That's right. Churn out some litleys. Yeah, no, get a dog instead, guys. Yeah, really, just get a dog instead. <laughs> no. So, um, yeah, do, do you have any thoughts to share on birth order, on your experiences or people you know in your world and, and maybe how they experience life? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I will say some of the explanations that you uh, commented on earlier or definitions or attributes, uh, some rung true, mm-hmm. but some didn't. So I guess it's just would vary family to family. That's it. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, things like your socioeconomic are going to impact whether or not parents are working outside of the home and, and all of those kind of things are definitely going to impact it. Um, and I think birth order would, Im- well, it, certainly in my situation impacted on the relationship between the child and parents yeah yep and whether it was a what kind of relationship it was yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly um but yeah i would love to hear from anybody out there if if we've hit the nail on the head today and the research supports who you are as a human being please hit us up on our socials at delusions of grandeur podcast on facebook and instagram but not only fans. <laughs> not only fans. Again, inflation, interest rates, day by day we're creeping potentially closer. Yeah. <laughs> it would also be interesting to compare the aspects of first versus latter born in twins. Because in New South Wales, Australia, where we're from, <laughs> if you are a twin, your time of birth is recorded on your birth certificate. Yep. So it would be interesting to see if twins were generally described as both firstborn or firstborn and after firstborn. My my twin experience is that the the one that emerged the first holds that over the head of the second twin their entire life. Well, I, yeah, I have seen that too, yes. Literally, it's like one minute. Yes, but I'm, I'm, a minute, I'm, not, or I'm 11 minutes older or I'm 32 minutes older. That's right. Like, oh, yeah. And that's in itself a description of the type of personality. Yep. But, but I think it would be interesting to study twins or triplets. Absolutely. And, and for me, I think that, um, you know, this is my less than professional hypotheses on the matter, but the a lot of the one-on-one time and that sort of coddling that a firstborn would normally receive, you wouldn't receive where there's multiple births. Mm. So there's physically not the time or space or energy to be able to sit and read with one because there's multiple kids that are all screaming or crying or want that attention at the same time. Mm, so it's maybe they're potentially all lastborn or all middle children. <laughs> it could go either way. <laughs> it could be. It could be. It's interesting to, to look at it from that aspect though that multiple births may well have a very different relationship Mm, yeah Mm. and then it's like imagine being sort of your parents have twins and then you're like the third wheel you you're the the next next child is born that's exactly right it's like you don't have the twin magic like you'd be left out yeah that something was left out exactly so in in historically speaking uh, my father, as an example, came from a huge family mm. and it was a huge blended family. Oh. So, <coughs> it was a huge blended family. So, it's just really interesting that, that 
to see how things have changed and how it would have impacted upon him to then, like he was the youngest, and then a whole other family comes in behind. Yeah. An existing family. Yeah. Hmm. That would be bizarre. Do you think those attributes follow you through life or do you think they are things that you can identify and change if you feel? I think it depends on the individual because I, I feel like there's certain adversities or certain opportunities that some people have and they make a go of it. They're just like, no matter what the thing is, they're going to be successful just because that's who they are and they've got that there. Um, other people can be literally handed everything on a silver platter and it will never be enough. There'll always be an excuse as to why they've not realized their full potential. Okay. <laughs> so I think that it can be used as a, a bit of a crutch to kind of go, oh, you know, I didn't you know, become the president because I was second born. Uh, you know. Well, yeah. And I think I think we should have prefaced this entire podcast mm. with words along the lines of, neither of us have a degree in this. <laughs> no. We're just... You guys know the drill with this podcast. Observation. <laughs> Seriously, we're not experts in in any field really, other than our own opinions, and that's all these are. Everyone, you know, like assholes, everyone has an opinion, mm, and they're all <laughs> different. We don't have any degrees in science or study relating to. No. The... My qualifications are that I've had two children in my womb. That's and my qualifications are I've had none. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we so... call it as we see it. So are we, are we done? Are we done with this? I think we're done here. But like, I th- I really love the conversation to continue. You know, mums, dads, people, anybody who is either they've seen this play out in their own families or they've felt it in their own world, share it, share your stories, and either call bullshit on the entire thing Absolutely. or go, yeah, maybe it is. There's something in it. So yeah, and that's part of why we do this. We want to hear the opinions of of others, not just ourselves. So. No. Hook in on the socials, which oh, I don't know what they are. She will tell you. <laughs> and uh, and let us know. Let us know your opinion. Exactly. Delusions of Granger podcast on Facebook and Instagram, as we always are. So but sh- not <laughs> Pinterest or OnlyFans. No, no. Not yet. Again, we just never say never. But uh, yeah, yeah and, not yet. And, you know, if you're overseas... And you feel like commenting, throw up a photo of where you live or or your flag or, well, you know, why you listen to us, if there's a photo of why you listen to us. Exactly. Like if you're in a torture chamber and someone's got <laughs> you bound and they're playing it to you. Hey, this would be fun. I I wouldn't put in a torture chamber. I would be like, it'd be like a fun giggle cave kind of situation because even I, every Wednesday, I religiously listen to our new episode. Oh, like, so do I. Just to make sure that everything's all, you know, rigid edge and it's all working perfectly. And I just find myself laughing. Going, I don't know who these bitches are, but they're fabulous. And then I'm like, oh, bitches be us. So it's well, <laughs> funny because I listen and go, oh, I don't remember saying that. <laughs> I, was I there? Mm. Was that me? Yeah. Sounded like me? Yep. Um, yeah. No, well, let's, let's uh, yeah, put this, this, <laughs> this show to bed. But what are we talking about next week? Oh, well, something that I think is a really important discussion that needs to be had. Oh, sounds serious. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. We're talking about Ikea. <laughs> Ikea. Ikea. <laughs> oh, it has a very special place in our hearts, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah. There are many. We've had many journeys there and many fun times there. Mm-hmm. I look forward um, to but, that. But, yeah, I think we need to talk about the their structure and the way they sell to Australians and 
the different stores and there's uh, there's a lot to discuss. Oh, we're not just going to fill 45 minutes in all of the things that we've ever bought from IKEA. <laughs> Cuz that's think a show that in might itself. Take 40 more than 45 minutes. <laughs> Do you remember that time we were down or oh, maybe save that for next week? Save it for next week. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye. To the pip.